Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. You are listening to season one, episode two of 15 Minute Mindset, the show where in 15 minutes or less, I teach you a strategy, a concept, or a technique about how to improve your mindset, how to improve your well being, and how to take your personal development to the next level. In today's episode, we are going to be diving into happiness. What is it? What causes it? We're going to ask some real big questions on today's one, but we're also going to be teaching uh, you all about and explaining what science has found actually contributes to happiness. So what constitutes happiness? How do we divide it up? What makes it? I'm very excited to dive into this episode. I'm going to be sharing with you some cutting edge research from the field of positive psychology, as well as the neuroscience of happiness. So make sure you jump on in. If you're wanting to be happier in life, if you're wanting to learn proven tools to make yourself happier and to cultivate that, then this is the episode for you. Let's do it. Suppose I were to ask you, what makes you happy? What determines how happy you are compared to your friends, your work colleagues, your family members, anyone else around you? What might you say? Would you say it's the amount of money we make, the house we live in, the car you drive? Would you say it's the friendships that you have? Would you say it's the experiences and the memories that you've stacked up over time? Would you say it's doing good for other people or doing good for yourself? What actually makes you happy? Now, it's a huge question. And it's a question that a lot of different fields of research and science have been looking at for the last couple of decades. And they're actually a little late to the party because for the last few thousands of years, people have been pondering this question and examining this question. Um, from the lens of philosophy. So we look back at Confucius, we can look at um, Stoicism and Aristotle, we can look back through history. And for thousands of years, humanity has been interested in this question, what is happiness and what makes us happy? And they're great questions to ask. But unfortunately, a lot of the research, I'm not even going to call it research, a lot of the information out there about happiness these days that we see on social media is, to put it frankly, it's a load of crap. It's this positive thinking movement. It's this um, happiness-only trend. Uh, Dr. Russ Harris, who's the founder of Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, calls it the happiness trap, where this endless pursuit of happiness actually makes us less happy. So it's a very interesting question to look at. It's one I know I'm fascinated in and the entire team are fascinated in here at BU. Which is why when I was listening to a recent lecture, so I'm actually studying again this year, I'm doing more study in positive psychology, um, as well as the science of happiness. When I was doing a lecture this week, I loved that they broke it down into very, very clear components. So what I'm about to share with you is those three components. I think you're going to be very surprised by them, uh, as well as by what percentage of happiness they make up. So the three components that we know are associated with happiness or influence your levels of happiness are genetics. So your biology, your you know genes, your cells, we know that this plays a role in determining your level of happiness in life. Your life circumstances 
play a role. So we'll dive into that in a moment. And how you respond to your life circumstances or your mindset, your emotional intelligence, those more internal uh, factors and how we respond internally to those external life events. So we've got three different things. We've got biology and genes, we've got uh, external life circumstances, and then we've got our response to those life circumstances. If I was to ask you out of 100%, what percentage of your happiness levels do you feel are determined by your genetics, by biology, by your cells? What percentage would you say it is? Would you say it's 10%, 90%, 20%, 70%? Like, what number comes to mind for you? Well, it's actually 50%. So we know that roughly half of your happiness level, now, this is not like a set thing. It's not, you know, your happiness is at an eight out of 10 because of your genes. What our genes do and what our biology does is make a range for our happiness. So some people just have happier genes. Uh, They tend to be higher in that happiness range. Other people um, don't have that. Now, that's not to say that you can't be happy if your genes aren't the happier genes. It just means that our goal, regardless of what your genetics say, is to try and be in the upper end of our own happiness range. So someone's genetic happiness range might be, if we were to put a scale on it, you know, negative 10 to plus 10. And someone else's genetic happiness range might be negative 10 to plus 20. The person whose genetic range is negative 10 to plus 10 should still be aiming to do the things that get their happiness to 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 on that positive side of the coin. They shouldn't aim for the 18, 19, 20 range, right? Because that's not in their genetic range. And similarly, the person whose genetic range is 18, 19, 20 should should be aiming for those higher end scales. So we know that our genetics do play a role, um, which is fascinating. There's some amazing research coming out around that about does that pass on to our children? Can we shift our happiness range with our genes over our life through choices in exercise and nutrition and different physiological shifts to put us in a better you know, foundation as well as pass it on to our kids? That's a conversation for another time. I can't cover that in under 15 minutes. So let's look at the next component. We know 50% is determined by our genes, which leaves 50% left. What percentage do you feel is determined by our situation in life? So the job you have, the people you're surrounded by, the car you drive, the money you make, the holidays you take, the food you eat, all of these different factors. Out of 100% of our happiness, what do you feel our external situation or the the situations we find ourselves in in life influence our happiness? Now, we always get really interesting answers on this and you're probably already getting a gut instinct answer on what you feel the answer is. Some people say like 40%, um, they feel it's quite a dramatic impact. Some people say none at all. They say, I've seen people with nothing in life who are very happy and I've seen people with a lot who aren't happy at all. So they decide that our external situation has no impact on happiness. Uh, what we actually know from the research is, and depending on the study, it could be, it's a bit of a range here, but scientists tend to agree that it's about that 10% mark. So only 10% of your happiness in life is determined by your situation or what you have, which is really interesting because it's so easy as human beings to get stuck in this trap of, I'll be happy when. 
I'll be happy when I get a partner. I'll be happy when we have a family. I'll be happy when I have a house. I'll be happy when I pay off the mortgage. And happiness always seems to be around the next corner. But whilst all of those things do have an influence on happiness, they do matter, they only influence our happiness by 10%, which isn't much at all. So that leaves 40% on the table. And you probably guessed where that 40% goes. 40% of your happiness in life is determined by your mindset, your emotional intelligence, and your ability to respond to whatever life throws your way. So it's your mental and emotional relationship with the situations that you find yourself in. And this is why those people who said that they've met people who have nothing but are very happy and they've met people who have a lot who aren't happy at all, they're still 100% correct. That is very possible because those people might not be looking after that 40%, which is a huge chunk of happiness to lose if we're not cultivating it. And that's the key. This is the one that we have the most control over. We don't have a ton of control over our genes. They're doing, As I said, they're doing interesting research there. We have influence over the outcomes we experience in life. We can influence whether we're in a relationship. We can influence what type of job we have, but we can't control it. Those things can be taken away in a heartbeat. However, this 40% of happiness, this internal skill sets, that's 100% in your control. You have the ability to learn the tools and the techniques and the strategies to maximize that 40% and put yourself in the best position possible to live a happy and fulfilled life. And this is this is what gets me so excited when I wake up in the morning. More people are starting to focus on that. I mean, we see it through our accelerator program with BU. We see it through Um, you know, the reports and the practices we do with schools in our corporate space, more people are starting to realize that happiness, a large, large chunk of their happiness is within their control and that with the right guidance and skills and tools, they can improve it like any other skill. Now, the thing that annoys me is we're not teaching it in schools yet. We're not teaching it in a lot of workplaces yet. So, it is up to you to be proactive with this and to prioritize all these skills for yourself. Much like going, you know, you choose to go to the gym to look after your physical well-being, choose to do something for your mental and emotional well-being. Like learn these skills that improve your mindset and your emotional intelligence and your ability to maximize that 40% of your happiness because all the research says that's where the secret to happiness lies. And that's exactly what we do with our members in our coaching program. So we run uh, a personal development and well-being accelerator program. The best way to think of it is think of it like an online college that gives you the tools and the tribe required to thrive. So we dive into that 40%. We use five different fields of research and we teach you the cutting edge practical skill sets for you to be able to maximize your well-being, your personal development and your sense of fulfillment in life. And the reason we do that is we believe that when people are happy, they spread a positive ripple effect. Like when you're looking after yourself and you're learning these skills, it's not just a good thing for you. It's a great thing for your loved ones and those around you as well. It does spread this ripple effect to countless people that you come across in your life. And I believe that's how we're going to leave a positive mark on the world as a whole is by empowering people, as I said, with the tools and the tribe to thrive. So if that's something that you would like to get involved in and you're like, man, I want to learn how to maximize that 40%. I want to get these tools and I want to connect with a tribe of like-minded people, then make sure you head to our website. It's www.bucoaching.org. Check out all the information there. 
or send us an email directly to grow, so G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org to find out if you're the right fit for the Accelerator program, if we're the right fit for you, if there's a good match here, so that you can then get that guidance and that clarity with how to maximize your personal development and well-being journey from here forward. With that said, I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of 15-Minute Mindset. I trust that it sparked a little bit of thought in your day. I trust that it inspired you a little bit. I trust that it got your mind ticking over and going, okay, maybe this trap of I'll be happy when isn't going to work. Maybe it's more about being proactive and practical with learning the skill sets to improve your mindset, to improve your emotional well-being and your emotional intelligence so that you can thrive in life and make an impact starting with yourself. And if you found that this episode did do that for you, if it did spark a little light bulb moment or a bit of inspiration, please do share it with your friends, with your family. It does help us change more lives and positively impact more lives out there. We can't make the difference we want to make in the world alone. And that's why we rely on people like yourself giving us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Give us five stars, write a quick little review about the podcast and how you find it. Share it with your friends, share it on social media and tag us. And as I said, once you've done that and you're helping make that positive impact, don't forget as well to reach out with uh, to us via email or on our website to connect, ask more about the Accelerator program, get involved and take those next steps forward in your own personal development and well-being journey. But until the next time we chat and the next time we connect, you know what we do, make an impact, start with self and be you.